Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to WFAN's Baseball Insiders podcast for Monday, May 24th. I'm Sweeney Murdy. The Yankees open this week just a hair out of first place behind Boston and Tampa. The Yankees have been rolling. They win six straight. They swept the White Sox over the weekend, and that's a pretty important benchmark for the Yankees in this season because the White Sox came in into Yankee Stadium over the weekend. They entered with the best record in the league, and they walked out with three straight losses. They entered with a pitching staff that was at the top of the league and an offense that was at or near the top of the league, and both were handled by the Yankees to varying degrees. Obviously, they didn't blow everybody out, but the Yankees don't blow anybody out right now. Uh, They win close games, and that's exactly um, what I think fans are excited about with this Yankees team right now. It's kind of twofold here, Um, and one runs contrary to the other because you you want the Yankees to win close, tight ball games. You want them to score in ways other than hitting home runs. but you also want them to, you know, have big numbers offensively. You want the guys in the lineup to have big batting averages and hit for power and things like that and score lots of runs. Well, you know, that's that doesn't lead to close games. So the kind of hope the hope kind of here for the Yankees and their offense is that you're still building time here. You're you're just over a quarter of the way through the season, coming up to a third, um, and you still have time for some of these guys to heat up. And maybe take over. Glaber Torres is a great example. Glaber Torres did not start out the year very strong. Didn't show any power at all. And then he had to deal with the COVID situation last week. He comes back from that and can't get him out. Big weekend against the White Sox. Starting to come around. Uh, maybe the power is there too. DJ LeMahieu is another guy where you're just waiting for him to kind of take off. You know, He's been an MVP level for the last two years. He's really not even all-star level right now. Uh, there's... You know, there's a lot of start and stop with DJ LeMahieu, uh, but the Yankees are getting just enough because Aaron Judge and Gio Urshela are both hitting very well. Glaber Torres has come on strong, and that's you know that's kind of where you are right now with these guys. There there aren't a lot of there aren't a lot of all stars on the offense right now. 
Now, you still have some time. A month from now is when you'll really start to hone in on that. But, um, you know, they're doing it with pitching. And I don't think any of us thought we would say that. As we head towards Memorial Day, the Yankees are winning with pitching. They've gotten one straight turn through the rotation, which a starter hasn't allowed a run. That's happened once in their entire history. Um, They are getting the performances from the starters that you were worried about. You know, we talked about Corey Kluber's no-hitter. Uh, Jameson Tyone has been kind of up and down. He pitched a good one on Sunday, five scoreless. Uh, again, against a pretty good offense. So uh, I think you have to take that as a positive. But, you know, I, I'm revisiting this idea where I said at the beginning of the season that it was about durability over dominance, right? Because I didn't really care if Corey Kluber or Jameson Tyone were dominant early on. The big question about them is the durability off of the injuries and really for everybody coming off the 60-game season back to 162. So you got to fast forward here a few months and tell me what are they going to look like in August, September, and October. That's my big question for Corey Kluber because as much as I appreciate the dominance he's showing lately, the durability is the bigger factor. That is more pressing for the Yankees because it's great if he throws a no-hitter in May, but if he can't get out of the fourth inning in September because he's dragging, that's going to be a problem. Um, I think I'm more worried about it with Tyone than I am with Kluber because I feel like Kluber, as a 35-year-old, a guy who knows his body, knows his stuff, and is, you know, he appears smart enough to know how this is going to need to be managed over the course of the next few months. And so I feel like I'm not really worried about him yet, but I want to see the durability. That's my biggest thing. Uh, and how you manage it during the course of the year, um, whether it's dropping an extra starter, extra days rest, things like that. Tyone, you have to see, become a little dominant and then <laughs> worry about the durability because he's kind of been up and down. And all this can be helped out also by the fact, you know, Luis Severino, as he ramps up his throwing programs and starts to get into maybe some uh, some rehab games, you, you'll see a, a finish line for him when he can join the rotation and maybe give you that number one, number two type of stuff. Uh, that the Yankees want to add to the rotation in the second half of the season. So no rush right now on Severino. I think that's a good thing. Um, you know, I know Noah Syndergaard's already throwing in rehab games. They're starting to throw in rehab games for the Mets, uh, and their timetables are roughly similar. Remember, everybody's different here. There's um, there's not a one size fits all, uh, and uh, especially coming off of Tommy John surgery, Jordan Montgomery reminded us that you know it's not all. A straight line up and not every day feels good uh, you're going to go through some stretches where you just don't feel good um, and you might even suffer setbacks so uh, and minor ones I don't mean major ones but just ones that delay what you think is going to be your return to peak form just long enough and kind of make you feel like okay I need to reel this back in a little bit and and for us real expectations back in a little bit so we'll see how that goes with Severino but overall the rotation has been very strong you I, I think you should feel good about Jordan Montgomery's growth and and his um you know he, he's he's a high wire act sometimes he has some games where he just looks like he's going to let it get away uh and then he he brings it back in and gets her through five or six. And then he has some other really dominant games like he had uh, on Friday night against the uh, White Sox. So uh, there's enough there to get excited about 
um, Jordan Montgomery and what this rotation can offer. And you're kind of hoping the rest of these guys pick it up offensively. Uh, Glaber Torres has really, you know, Glaber Torres has improved defensively too. And it's a lot of what we see about him is going to be about offense. That's just the way it is. But, you know, the defense is a big question mark and it was going in and you had some problems with it early in the season. And we've talked about it here, how, you know, the Yankees are going to have to decide. It's on Glaber Torres, who, you know, he, he has to show them that he's either the shortstop or they go get somebody. And you're now, you know, two months away from a trade deadline that might offer some possible solutions to you there. Now, even if the Yankees consider Glaber improved and good there, it doesn't mean they shouldn't explore the idea of improving their team overall. And might that be still best served if Torres moves to second base, LeMahieu to first, a, a better defensive shortstop? What does that do to Luke Voigt? I don't know. Um, but these are questions to consider uh, rather than just staying pat because you think it's improved enough. You have to ask yourself these questions constantly and figure out how does the whole puzzle look better to you? Um, Andrew Till Simmons is a... a not a great offensive player, but a fantastic defensive player. And the Twins are one of these teams that are falling out of this pretty early. There aren't a lot of them right now. There's a lot of mediocrity in baseball right now. I will remind you, it's not parity. It's more like mediocrity. Um, but there are not teams falling dramatically out of the race to spur the trade market on early. It probably waits till later. But the Twins might be one of these teams. And Andrelton Simmons is, um, is somebody who might be an upgrade defensively at shortstop. But now you have to weigh, okay, is Torres, what we're seeing now is, you know, you got on him a little bit because he wasn't making the plays, and now he's making plays. Uh, he looks more comfortable. He looks smoother. Is this going to continue? Is this something that you can build off of? Or is this the peak, and can you still get better Take advantage of the fact that he is playing better and take that better, more focused player to second base and get a better defensive player at shortstop. I don't know the answer to that, but I think these are questions that you have to constantly ask yourself to figure out how you're going to get from here on May 24th to better by October 24th. And, um, you know, you, you really don't have that much time to make those decisions which is, again, why we talked about the importance of figuring out what you have at Glaber Torres, because really this year and this offseason is when you have to make those decisions this year before the trade deadline to figure out you know, how you build yourself a championship team, and this year before the offseason or you know, in, in the offseason to figure out how you move forward because you do have uh, free agent shortstop options available to you that you won't after this season. So these are the kind of things you're talking about, but... Uh, it's better to have these discussions when Glaber Torres is playing well than when he's not playing well, because then it seems like you're only moving in one direction and, and that becomes inevitable. Now you at least have a little bit of a body of work here to say, okay, maybe, maybe Glaber is the answer. Um, I don't know yet if he is, but at least you have him playing better and can look at it from that side of the coin too. Uh, as far as the, uh, the Yankees uh, bullpen on Sunday, 
Listen, anytime you can win a game in which you have three relievers who give up home runs, three Yankees relievers surrendered home runs on Sunday, and they still won the ball game. And one of those relievers was Chad Green. One of them was a role as Chapman. Two of your best relievers are giving up home runs late in the game. You do not win those types of games necessarily, especially when you only score five runs, right? It's different when you're scoring a lot uh, you know, more than that, but then maybe those guys aren't in the game. These guys were in close games. They gave up home runs, and the Yankees still won. Uh, you're going to take that because you know that Aroldis Chapman, Chad Green, Jonathan Lewis, they're going to give up some runs every once in a while. When they do, it's going to put your game in jeopardy. That's what happens when you bring in your A-list relievers in close games. Uh, sometimes, If they give up any runs at all, you know your, your game is in doubt. It's in jeopardy. Uh, that's just the nature of the role. So when a role as Chapman gives up a home run in the ninth inning, you do not expect to win that game. Except the Yankees did win the game because they were at home, they batted last, they come back in the ninth inning and walk it off against the White Sox. So chalk that up as a victory because you you shouldn't be winning games in which a role as Chapman gives up home runs and blows saves. This was the first time he's blown a save all year. First earned run he's given up all year. So when that happens and it's still a... In the W column, man, take that and and run with it because you're going to lose games this year in which Chapman gives it up, and they'll probably hurt, and they absolutely will hurt because they're games that you would have had a lead in and you expect to win, and there's a handful of those games all year, and the Yankees were in position to have one of those on Sunday, and they still walked away with the win uh, coming back to beat the White Sox. And now you have a week where you have three against Toronto, and three against Detroit. The Yankees have an opportunity to keep pushing that win total up. And, um, you know, listen, Toronto's a pretty good offense uh, to consider. Detroit's a bad team, um, and you should take care of them handily. But then the following week, at Yankee Stadium, four with Tampa Bay, three with Boston. Competition gets a little bit tougher. And a really interesting week, starting on Memorial Day, uh, a week from today, It'll be a four-game set with Tampa Bay, and then the first three meetings of the year with Boston. There are going to be a lot of Yankees-Red Sox games coming up in the final four months of the season because there were none in the first two months of the season. And Boston is hanging in. Their depth has is, is played out better than most of us, including me, thought. Um, that they're still in first place right now and playing well. So we'll see how the Yankees are able to handle those two teams at Yankee Stadium and see what happens over the course of these next couple of weeks. The only uh, road games in these next two weeks are the three games at Detroit. Should not be a lot of heavy lifting, and you're just looking for the rotation to continue to to build off of this. Uh, And as the Yankees continue to look for outfield help in the wake of injuries here, again, this is about improving the team overall. And as you're trying to find, you know, you have Gardner, Frazier, and Andujar not really taking control of this. I think you're really um, looking for ways to help offensively and defensively and make sure that you are at a championship level. So you're going to be looking for outfield help right now. And I keep hearing from a lot of fans uh, wondering why Esteban Florial isn't part of this mix. And frankly, he just hasn't played well enough to earn it yet. Esteban Florial is supremely talented and everybody's watched him knows the tools are there. But now it's about putting that together in, in the minor leagues and showing you, okay, I'm ready to get called up. That's what has to be declared and announced right now from Florial before he gets a chance. It could happen out of necessity. If there are too many injuries and there are no bodies to 
play the field, Esteban Florial could find himself in the major leagues. It doesn't mean he's ready for the major leagues. He struggled. He got out of the gate pretty strong for Somerset in double-A and hit a few home runs. But after a week there, because of injuries at the other levels, he got moved up to triple-A. And he hasn't really taken off. He's been, he's had some exciting moments there. Double, triple, homer. But those were his only three hits in the first week. Uh, some walks, strikeouts. Um, you want, because remember, it's not just about him coming up here and playing defense too. I mean, you're talking about an, a team that offensively can't afford to carry any more people trying to find their way. There's a lot of dead weight on this team offensively right now. Players who aren't playing up to their offensive capabilities yet. So it's not a situation where you say, okay, you need an outfielder to go catch the ball. Don't worry about offense. We got that covered. The Yankees don't have that covered right now. Uh, so I think you're, you know, and, and even get, again, that's even an extreme situation, more of a necessity type of thing. What you want at a best of on Florial, who's still only 23 years old, you want him to start raking at AAA. You want him to start just showing confidence and having really good consistent at bats and, and showing that the numbers jump off the page. Say, you know what? It's time. He's earned this. He's ready. Not Okay, let's see, because he couldn't be any worse than what we have now. That's never a good way, a good reason, good rationale to promote anybody, and I don't think the Yankees are going to take that route. So uh, keep watching the minor league box scores like I do. Uh, if you listen to the postgame show, I highlight players every night, and Florial quite a bit uh, because of you know really his notoriety as a, as a Yankee prospect. I take a look pretty much every night at what he's doing and highlight that in our minor league report on the uh, post-game show. I want to remind you to hit subscribe and review at WFAN's Baseball Insiders on Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, subscribe to 30 with Murdy. You had some fun conversations there. Our last one was a former Yankee uh, first baseman and former Yankee hitting coach, Chris Chambliss, on, uh, on hitting and how hard it's become and what the role of a hitting coach is when hitters struggle. I think it's an interesting conversation you'll like. Uh, you'll get... At WFAN's Baseball Insiders, you'll get Ed Coleman's Mets reports and my Yankees reports delivered to you twice a week, um, and maybe more in the future. We'll see. But right now, I hope you're enjoying what you're getting, and keep coming back for more. Thanks for listening. I'm Sweeney Murdy. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.